Welcome to 2022, the year of the terawatt. And welcome to Sean White's Solar and Energy Storage Podcast. That's right, this year, 2022, we will cross the 1 trillion watt mark. And that's what this podcast is all about. The title of this podcast is Pre-Celebrating 1TW, that's 1 terawatt of PV installed in 2022. So a million years from now, or maybe even a trillion years from now, they might be looking back in the history books, looking at us. Hey, if we can live long enough, maybe we will be there too, right? Trillion years old, why not? And we will be remembered this year as the humans that reached one terawatt of solar, and that's mostly crystalline silicon solar, and that's a terawatt of solar installed since the beginning of time. And the beginning of time, just to get your bearings straight, that's between 13 and 14 billion years ago when the Big Bang happened. And I guess there was nothing before that. Hmm. Funny, I can't remember things that are that important. And so another thing that I was thinking that's kind of neat, and just to get a point across, because of how long solar will last, people are always asking about, oh, there's going to be this big recycling problem, but if solar doesn't break, we don't need to recycle it. So this year, in 2022, we will cross one terawatt of solar installed since the beginning of time, and we will also cross one terawatt installed right now, because the difference between the solar installed since the beginning of time and the solar installed right now is the solar that was taken out of service, which is very little. If I just had to take a guess at how much solar was taken out of service since the beginning of time, we probably install that much every month. I'm just taking a guess, but that's my guess and I'm sticking with it until you prove me wrong. So go ahead, you can go to solarshawn.com, look on the discussion forum and prove me wrong or you can look for me at Sean White Solar on Twitter and come up with your reasoning on how much solar was taken out of service. But I know that from talking to people that do solar recycling, there's just not a lot of solar to recycle out there. And over my head right now, I have 53 used solar modules that work just as good as new ones. They might just take up a little extra space. So instead of say 43 brand new modules, I have 53 used modules making the exact same perfect sine waves. The exact same perfect grid compatible sine waves of alternating current. So just to get your numbers straight, a terawatt, abbreviated TW, is 1000 gigawatts, abbreviated GW, and that's 1 million megawatts. And a megawatt is thousands of solar modules. A megawatt of solar takes up about four acres. And so if we wanted to just use those numbers, four acres, and it would be less than four acres probably in a lot of cases because you don't have spaces between rows, such as on rooftop solar. But if we just use that for a number to just get in the right order of magnitude, that means moving the decimal instead of changing the number, that would be four million acres. And for those of you international people out there, there's two and a half acres per hectare. So 4 million divided by 2.5, that's going to give us 1.6 million hectares. And one more thing is there are 640 acres per square mile. 
So if we took that 4 million acres of solar installed in the world this year, since the beginning of time, we're going to go 4 million divided by 650 acres per square mile, and that gives us 6,153 square miles of PV. And so let's just take the square root of that, and that would be a square 78 miles by 78 miles. And then for my metric friends out there that like doing things the easy way, you know, moving decimal points, that's going to give us a square of 125 kilometers by 125 kilometers. That's all the solar in the world. That's a terawatt. And we actually haven't hit a terawatt yet, unless you're listening to this podcast after I recorded it. I can't tell you what time of the year it's going to happen, but let me just reference an article that I read here. And this is an article that was published in July 2021, and it's titled, Solar Continues to Break Installation Records on Track for Terawatt Scale by 2022. And that was by Solar Power Europe. And these geniuses over there in Europe, where the solar revolution began, say that we will hit 900 gigawatts in 2021, 1.1 terawatts in 2022, so 900 gigawatts is 0.9 terawatts. Then we will hit 1.1 terawatts in 2022, 1.3 in 2023, 1.6 terawatts in 2024, and that's 1.8 terawatts in 2025. And so that's telling me here, if we keep that trajectory going, that we will hit two terawatts in 2026. So that's a four year doubling. So we're going to hit one terawatt this year in 2022. And in 2026, we're going to hit two terawatts. And let's add four years to that and double it again just to see what happens. So that would be after 2026 with two terawatts, 2030, four terawatts. And, and pretty soon, those big squares that we're talking about that are 78 miles by 78 miles or 125 kilometers by 125 kilometers, we're going to get more and more of those. You know about doubling rates, right? If you took a dollar and you doubled it every day for 30 days, you would be a billionaire. And that's what I expect of my financial advisor. 30 doublings. Hey, why not? If Elon can do it, so can I. Another big number that we're coming close to hitting is world population hitting 8 billion. We're over 7.9 billion people on the world right now. And so by different predictions and estimations, we're going to hit 8 billion in 2022 or maybe 2023. So let's put a trillion watts into context. The nuclear power plant at Chernobyl, you know, that one that had a problem where now they have a megawatt of solar, that was a one gigawatt nuclear power plant. So the output of all the solar in the world this year, once we hit a terawatt, will be equal to 1,000 Chernobyls. And then also, if we talked about the power output of all the coal plants operating in the world right now, we're somewhere just north of, that means just a little bit more than, two terawatts. So we're not there yet, but perhaps in 2026, we're going to pass coal when you talk about power output. But I don't want to also fool you because we know that solar power is intermittent and coal and nuclear can work 24 hours a day. 
So we still have some work to do, but we're just talking about 78 mile sides on a square and it's not too hard to do, especially since solar now is the cheapest form of electricity ever invented. The big problem that we're seeing right now is there's too much unemployment. We need more unemployment so we can afford to install these things. Labor prices are getting too high. Doesn't that sound crazy that we need more unemployment? Haha. <laughs> but it is true, employment is very high. And then also speaking of those demographics hitting 8 billion, population growth, the growth rate of the population is slowing down because the more developed countries are having less babies. So one of the things that we have to do as these intermittent renewables, such as solar and wind, are taking off like crazy is to make it so that we have more constant power. So we don't just have electricity in the daytime. There's a couple of ways that we can do that. And one of the ways that I think is very interesting, besides energy storage, is long distance power lines that go across time zones. When I say time zones, I'm mostly thinking of solar because the sun is up in the day and down in the night. But also there's gonna be different wind patterns and some places are gonna be windy and some places are not gonna be windy and some places are sunny and some places are not sunny. And so wouldn't that be great? But it's not that easy to organize. It's very easily engineered physically to make these high voltage DC lines go across the country, but politically it's very difficult. I mean, can you imagine middle America allowing the East and West Coast to share daylight electricity via power lines through their states? So perhaps we will have to stick to energy storage for right now. But one time I was in China at the SNEC conference and I saw this presentation by Dr. Xi, who's the founder of SunTech. That used to be the biggest PV module manufacturer in the world. And he pointed out that we could have high voltage DC power lines that circle the globe. And the proposed pathway, and I've heard this from other people too, would be from South Africa up through Eurasia, that's Europe and Asia, and then across the Bering Straits over to Alaska. That's the way that people first got to America and then all the way down to Argentina. But I have an idea too. Once we get climate change going strong enough, we can have a high voltage DC extension from Argentina all the way over to the green pastures of Antarctica. So let's put this high voltage DC into context. And let me just tell you a little bit too about the reason that DC works better than AC for these massive power transmission lines is with alternating current, you get this thing called skin effect. And it doesn't really affect your house that much or your business. But what happens is when you're bringing a ton of power across a big power line, the electrons like to ride on the outside of the wire when you're transmitting alternating current. But with direct current, you can use the whole thickness of the wire. And there's already plenty of high voltage DC lines going in around the world, sort of like bullet trains. We see this mostly in Europe and China. And so let's put this into context and say that you're using 1 million volts, which is kind of a typical voltage for high voltage DC. And that means that you could carry an entire megawatt with one amp. That's thousands of solar modules with one amp. So then we would be able to carry a gigawatt and a gigawatt is all of the power that Chernobyl could have produced. That's 1000 megawatts. 
And a gigawatt is also about the size of the largest PV project in the world, depending on your source. And you could see that there's lots of buildings that are wired for 1,000 amps. Those wires are in the National Electrical Code. And also, if you thought about that, 1,000 amps, that's like five or 10 houses. Like a house is going to be usually, typically, 100 amps or 200 amps. So it's just really not that much wire, considering how much power you're transporting. So wouldn't that be great to have a big transmission line go from South Africa to Argentina? And of course, there would be many branches that come off of those lines to get to different places that aren't right in the direct pathway. So let's do a little bit of education here. Why is high voltage the perfect way to carry large amounts of power? That's because voltage times current equals power. So with high voltage, you need much less current for the same amount of power. And current is what heats up a wire. And that's why you need to have bigger wires for more current. And voltage doesn't heat up a wire at all. In fact, the reason that we don't have high voltage in our houses is because high voltage can get very sparky. So have a great 2022 and look out for those news articles when they say we have crossed the finish line where us earthlings have installed one terawatt of solar photovoltaics in the world. That's happening this year. So welcome to 2022. And thanks for listening to Sean White's Solar and Energy Storage Podcast. To find out more, go to solarsean.com. I have classes. I have a discussion forum. I have lots of links. I help people get NAPSEP certified. Check it out. solarsean.com.